Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, before we jump in, I really want to emphasize a meeting I'm doing August the 9th. Friend of mine, Frank Lopez, has a great church in Miami. But on the Monday, August the 9th, I will be doing the Breaking the 500 Barrier. Now, to me, if you're a pastor, the elements that I teach in the Breaking the 500 Barrier, whether you're below 500 or above 500, are key. The first lesson, I start off talking about the seven obstacles of growth. There are seven obstacles that every pastor has to understand and has to be able to navigate through. I then talk about the five laws of change. What are the laws that affect us when we begin to initiate change in our church and our congregation? And then I talk about the four types of change. All change isn't the same. There are different types of change, and you have to be able to distinguish those types of change. And I just want to encourage you that from around the nation, one, Miami's a great place to visit, but if you want to fly in and go to that, now you have to register for this. This isn't uh, free. This is something you do pay for. And so you can go to my webpage, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com, and you can register for this, but it's August the 9th. Uh, On August 23rd, I will be in Pittsburgh, and I will be at a great friend of mine, John Nuzo's church, and I will be doing uh, just on that Monday four hours of intensive leadership teaching. Uh, this is a free opportunity. His church is putting it on. So this is one of those things that, uh, hey, there's no reason you wouldn't be at this. There's no reason you shouldn't be at this if you're in that area. And that is on August 23rd. Today, I want to walk you through a lesson. And my life journey of writing is probably a little bit different than a lot of people. One of the things that I learned very, very young in ministry almost 44 years ago is just how to write. But when I talk about write, I'm not talking about writing music or writing just words. Writing from my heart what God is saying to put it in the context of a lesson. Now, I have a dear friend, Craig Groeschel, and when I started doing these podcasts, he made a statement to me. He said, Gerald, you're a content machine. He said, I don't know of anyone who produces the leadership content that you produce as frequently and often. And a part of the reason that that's true is because it's a 44-year investment. For 44 years, every day I've written. For 44 years, every day I have made application of truth and thought. And when you do it, what happens is it gets a little bit better. But then there's still moments where God just taps me and says, I want you to do something. And in a split second, he gives me something. What would take hours to learn, he gives it in a second. That's what this lesson is. Literally, I'm standing in my pulpit, I'm in the middle of a sermon, and God taps me on the shoulder and says, I want you to teach people how to pray tough prayers how to pray tough prayers. Immediately, the outline sparks inside me. I get it. 
I know exactly what he's telling me to do. It was just that moment of divine revelation that God birthed. That's what this lesson is. So I want to talk to you about tough prayers. Uh, Prayer, if you're going to lead, is about tough stuff. See, prayer is more than these sweet, tranquil moments where you're alone with God, being undisturbed by any challenge or difficulty in life or in this world. That's what many times we make prayer to be, that it's just sort of like these totally still moments where we're just alone with God and we're just feeling the heartbeat of God. And it's just this moment of tranquility. Now, what I can tell you is there are moments like that. But if you're going to take a journey of prayer, especially as a leader, what you're going to find is that it's more than that. There are times when God asks you to pray tough prayers. I want to give you five tough prayers that if you lead, you're going to be asked to pray. The first one is God's going to ask you to pray for tough people. God's going to ask you to pray for tough people. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 28, he says, I want you to pray for those who despitefully use you. It's a very interesting combination of words, despitefully use you. This isn't someone who came into your life and they just made a mistake and they immediately respond to you and say, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I caused you a problem. I just didn't mean that. That's not what he's talking about. This is someone who despitefully uses you. They intentionally did what they did to hurt or to harm you. Now, what I'd like to tell you is that you're going to go through your ministry and leadership journey, and everyone's going to treat you fairly and equitably. But the reality is, is that there are going to be people who are going to be tough people. And there are people who are going to do things that are very, very intentional. And Jesus said, when someone intentionally uses you, someone does something intentionally to you to hurt you, there's a response. You're to pray. Now, the question is, why do we pray? Why do we pray for someone who intentionally, not by accident, not by mistake, not by just the nuance of life being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but they thought it, they planned it, and they did it? Why do we pray? Because let's be honest, all of us have prayed for people before who were tough people. Let me ask you, how many of those prayers Have you ever seen that tough person change? The reality is, is that when I ask that question over decades, the majority of people will say when they've prayed for tough people, those tough people never changed. Whatever it was in them that was vindictive or negative, that person tend to pursue that over the long term. So why is it that Jesus wants us to pray for tough people? Because it's a tough prayer to pray for someone who intentionally used you. And and it's because of this. It's the only way to stop the cycle of anger. 
It's the only way to stop the cycle of anger. See, the reason you pray for tough people is not because the prayer is going to change them. It's because the prayer changes you. It stops you from becoming like them. See, when someone intentionally does something for you, there is a natural response to want to do something back to them. But when we pray for tough people, we begin to interrupt the cycle of anger so that we do not become like the person that we're praying for. Their anger doesn't become our anger. Their responses do not become our responses. We don't lose control of our life because of what they did to us in life. And so Jesus said, hey, I want you to pray some tough prayers. I want you to pray for some tough people. The next prayer is praying for tough circumstances. See, everybody at times is involved and engaged in tough circumstances. In Luke 22 and verse 42, excuse me, verse 44, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says that he prayed more earnestly. Now, there are a couple of thoughts here. He prayed more earnestly. And what that says is, is even Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the person who prayed perfect prayers, that there's a time when we add more juice to our prayers. We add more heart to our prayers. See, I would have thought every prayer that Jesus prayed was at top capacity, but it says he prayed more earnestly. He prayed more earnestly. Now, here's the thing. He prayed more earnestly, and then it says he began to sweat. Now, all of us that know the Bible, we know exactly what he began to sweat, but I don't want to go into what he sweated. I want to go into the fact that he did sweat. So I want to ask you this. How many times have you sweated in prayer? How many times have you been so pronounced in prayer that it caused you to begin to sweat? See, some of you work out all the time, and a good workout is a good sweat. But most people will live their whole lives and never sweat in prayer. You know why? They don't pray more earnestly. And sometimes when circumstances are against you, you have to pray more earnestly. So let me give it to you this way. What was Jesus praying? That there was something that God was asking him to do that he really didn't want to do. And what we're seeing is there's a time when a tough prayer is a prayer where you're committing to the will of God. And you don't want that will for your life. See, Jesus is about to go to the cross and he says, Lord, if there be any other way. See, all of us, we face the will of God. And there are times when we're readily in, hey, count me in. But there are times when we say, man, that's not really what I want. And you're going to have to pray earnestly the will of God in your life or you will miss God in your life. Tough circumstances. Another one is tough relationships. This is in Luke 22 and verse 32. 
Now, all of us have people we love. We have people that we like hanging with. They're a part of our posse. They're a part of our inner circle. They're the people that we enjoy so much being with. Well, in this particular place, what we have is that we have tough relationships going on. We have tough relationships going on. And Peter comes to Jesus and he says, you know, everyone's going to deny you but me. And Jesus looks at him and he said, hey, Peter, that's just not true. So have you ever had to pray for somebody that you loved but they weren't doing exactly what God wanted them to do. They weren't living for God. They weren't walking close to God. They weren't pursuing God. They weren't doing the things that God wanted them to do. And you've had to pray for someone you love in a tough relationship. That's what Jesus is doing. And what does he pray for Peter? He says, Peter, I pray that your faith fails not. I pray that your faith is going to endure the failure that you're going to go through. You're going to reject me and you're going to fail three times. But that failure isn't going to stop you. And I love these words Jesus said. I pray that your faith fell not, comma, when you return to me. That's one of those prayers I think you need to pray out loud with your church. How many of you know somebody who walked in faith, is not walking in faith, and they need to return to him? Well, it's at this point that you begin to understand, when you return to me, have them pray that. Have them pray, when you return to me, that they are going to come back. But here's the deal. Sometimes the hardest, the toughest prayers are praying for someone you love, that you're praying that they'll make it through their faith struggles. So tough prayers, tough people, tough circumstances, tough relationships, number four, a tough life. In Luke chapter 18 and verse 5, we are given this story. It's a story of a widow, and it's a story of a widow that has an adversary. And it's the story of a widow who has an adversary that goes to court. And it's the story of a widow who has an adversary who goes to court who has an unfair judge. This prayer is one of those prayers that's a tough prayer. How do you pray during a tough life when life is just tough? See, this lady was going through a tough life. One, she's a widow. She didn't plan on outliving her husband. You know what her dream was? Is that they would live and go into the sunset together. But now she's all alone. It's not just she's all alone. She has an adversary. Someone's trying to victimize this lady who's in a very raw position in life. And because of that, she seeks out help. But the very person that she seeks out help that could help her denies the help for her. So nothing about her life is fair. She's suffered through the grief of losing a loved one. 
She is alone. She doesn't have her husband. She has someone who is attacking her, and she has someone who will not help her. It is a tough life. So what do you do when life's just not fair? When circumstances have compounded together and life just is not fair. Well, one of the things that Jesus said in verse 1, he says, don't lose heart. Don't give up praying. In the toughest life circumstances, when life's not fair, people aren't fair, uh, systems aren't fair, don't give up on praying. But all of us are going to hit times where it's just not fair. And because it's not fair, we're going to hit those moments. And so life's just not going to be fair. A tough life. That being said, God asks us to pray for tough people. God asks us to pray in the midst of tough circumstances. God asks us to pray in the midst of tough relationships, and God asks us to pray in the midst of a tough life. The fifth one is tough problems. Tough problems go like this. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 7, Jesus tells this story, which of you having a friend, and this friend comes to you at midnight? Now, please understand, You have a friend. There's a relationship level there. There's equity in a relationship. But what does it say? Which of you having a friend and he comes at midnight? Now, let me be honest with you. I'm older. I'm not up at midnight. Midnight's not my best time of day. Midnight's not when I want to be up. I want to be in bed. Some of you, you're party people. You're up at midnight. But for me, midnight doesn't speak of the best time. And so the first thing Jesus says, which of you have a friend, someone that you're committed to, and there is a need that happens at an inconvenient time? And then he says, and they come to you and you don't have bread. You don't have anything to give them. So get it. He's saying you have someone that you care about. It's at an inconvenient time, and you don't have the resources to help them. And therefore, since you don't have the resources, you go to a neighbor's house, and you knock on the door, and they won't get up. So we have three things going on. An inconvenient time, resources that are inadequate, and other relationships that are unhelpful. And because of that, everything about that says to quit. Everything about that says, hey, you know, I know you're my friend. I just can't do anything. Just quit. But Jesus does a hashtag on this. He says, when you ask, keep on asking. And when you knock, keep on knocking. And what he's saying is this. You're going to have times when there's going to be every reason not to pray. It's going to be inconvenient to pray. You're not going to have the resources and you're not going to have connections. But he says, even when it looks like there's no reason to pray, keep praying. Even when it looks like there's no reason to not keep knocking. Each one of the tough prayers have the same ingredient. Whether you're praying 
for uh, tough people. God says, don't quit praying. Whether you're praying for tough circumstances, God says, don't quit praying. Whether you're praying for tough relationships, don't quit praying. Whether you're in the middle of a tough life, don't quit praying. And where you're in tough problems, don't quit praying. See, what God doubles down on is the tenacity of prayer. The way you handle tough prayers is you don't quit praying. You keep praying. You keep asking. You keep knocking. You keep doing. You don't give up on prayer. It seems like prayer has failed. God has failed. Life has failed. People has failed. Everything's failed. You keep praying. Everybody wants peaceful prayers. But if you're going to be a person of prayer, you're going to have to pray tough prayers. And tough prayers mean you don't quit no matter how tough it seems. You keep praying and you don't stop praying. You keep asking and you don't stop asking. And you keep knocking and you don't stop knocking because there are going to be tough prayers. God wants you to pray. I hope this helps you. Right now, we need some people who can pray tough prayers. People's lives demand it. Our society demands it. Our nation demands it. The days of nice prayers are over. We all have to learn to pray the tough prayer where we do not quit, where we're like our Lord and Savior. We pray more earnestly. Hey, thank you for joining me. I want to remind you, if you've not signed up for the Break into 500 Barrier, go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. You sign up for it. I'm telling you, it is going to be great. Haven't taught it in years. I'm more excited to teach this than I ever have been. Some of you, you need to know those seven obstacles to growth. Some of you, you need to know the five laws of change. And some of you, you need to know the four kinds of change that are out there. And so I want to invite you to come and to be a part of it. So join me uh, in August and then join me in on the 23rd in Pittsburgh. I'd love to see you there. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.